When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Guys like it simple. That's why Stuff keeps personal care simple for men. Stuff for your face, pits, head and body. And the best bit? Stuff helps fund mental health programs for young men too. Get on the good stuff at websiteofstuff.com. Amanda chirp us up after the loss of the Boomers. Matty John's on drive with Joel and Fletch with thanks to Four Pines Brewing Co. filled with real characters. Good afternoon, Matty. Joel, Brendan, how are you, gents? G'day, Matty. All the better for hearing your oh, beautiful tones. What's <laughs> happening in your world? Mate, I've just, I was just sitting there watching the, the Boomers and uh, yeah. the Doreem team, and uh, it was funny watching it. It's... Um, I've been like basketball fan over the years. I like the European basketball. Like I love some of those players, like uh, some of the great Croatian players. Mm. I was talking to um, a couple of the couple of the boys uh, over the years who who play a lot of basketball. It's funny how our basketball has evolved. Like they say, they say that uh, the USA are vulnerable to good European sides because they play more technical. The European mm. sides where. Yeah, you know, the Americans base it off basically uh, athleticism and individual brilliance. And you, the way we'll early in that game, the way we're shifting the ball around, it was like it was so good to watch. And I reckon just before half time, watching it, we started, we just lost con- control of our own tempo, went for crazy shots, and Kevin Garnett just started sinking everything. So um, yeah. That's right. It was we, good, we, but... we started to play a bit of NBA, didn't we? And then played into their hands and. That's yes. right, playing a, a little bit more old-school Australian style of moving mm. around and confusing them um, was our best shot, and physical in defence. And But then after that, I mean, America did that in their game just before this one. They were 20 down, and then Kevin yeah. Durant just went, oh, look, I'm kind <laughs> of the best um, player at, yeah. the, at the moment in the world. Uh, watch this. I, you know, for a second, in the first half, I thought there's something missing, and... He actually went out in the court without his sneakers on. He was barefoot. Then he, in the second half, he said, hang on, something's oh, missing. Up. Okay, I'll put my shoes on and away I'll go. But it's been, I'm with, I'm with you, Brandon. It's just been, it's awesome. been so good. I haven't missed the crowds at all. It's, it's, it's just, I think it's been one of the best Olympics, all things considered. Uh, what they've gone through, no crowds. Uh, it's, been, it's been fantastic. And the highlight in this family... And I said to this the other morning, Vossi was Italy. It was just a, oh my God, you know, for us yeah. on the Monday morning, uh, of course, uh, my wife of, is uh, Italian descent, full blown Italian, uh, two boys half Italian, me yeah. married in, no Italian, but you know, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. But a, um, love, a love of carbohydrates, though. Yeah. Uh, absolute love of all things Italian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to the fact that we've won Eurovision, and I'm saying we, yeah. Eurovision. We won Euro 2020. We won the 100 metres and uh, we won the high jump. I think it is probably the greatest period uh, in Italian history since Julius Caesar. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, did you, what did you actually make of the the sharing of the gold, Matty? Do you like that? I liked it. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I liked it. I haven't got nothing. Like, in this cold, hard, professional sporting life that we had these these days, it was nice to see some of the old, what they call, Olympic spirit. And I, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I, I thought it was good. It was a real sign of the times, too, wasn't it? You know, it, it's kind of a a very kind of modern progression of two athletes going, you know, maybe mm. it's not all about the, the hard fought, you know, uh, bury you in the ground. Maybe it's about, do you know what, let's both embrace a victory here for our countries and each other yes. and athleticism. And we were just talking about that with the skateboarding, you know, the way all the yeah. skaters high-five each other, give each other hugs, and they're kind of inspired <laughs> by each other in a lot of ways. Like, I might try that now. I really, I saw yes. your kickflip and your grindy, <laughs> fakey aero judo. I'm going to give, oh, I like that. And there's more kind of, I mean, in danger of yeah. taking away uh, the, the furious rivalry, there's there's nice respect going around. Brandon, it, it, things have changed. I think mm. um, this generation of athletes have a better perspective on it. Yeah. Like if if I got beat in a in a game, which happened quite often, my wife said like I'd be miserable the whole next week. Mm. And where you run into young guys these days, and there's one school of thoughts, oh, they don't care, they don't care as much. Well, they do, but they've just got a I think a lot of them got a better take on it. I they just too. go, oh, well, let's just get back on the horse next week, you know. Mate, I, I watched uh, a retro yeah, game the other night of you guys mm. playing um, the Dragons and you and your yeah. brother Andrew, and I thought you outshone him. I think you've got to start stop beating yourself up on national television and such. I thought you were fantastic with the ball, you- pacey, unpredictable. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was that. Uh, that amazed me. I'd forgotten about that game. Awesome someone, game, Butterfield. Yes. And, yeah. Some of the boys that because someone said, "Oh, mate," uh, it was Joey texted me and said, "Our game against the Dragons got voted the best game of the '90s." And I went, yeah. "Which one was that?" <laughs> and then, um, yeah, when had a, a look, mate. It was yeah. You, when you're in the midst of a game, you know, Joel, you, you don't really get a feel mm. of how good the game was. But we had a bit of a rivalry against. Um, Mm. the Dragons then. I remember we were leading, had the game under control. Then Brownie scored that try and we had a couple of the boys who were at the Newcastle Knights a year or two before and it ended sort of badly and they left and went to the Dragons. It was Jamie Ainscoe, Darren Tracy. And remember when they scored and they were just giving it to us behind yeah, the post it was the over. Dragons, boys. It was done. And then we just went for a speculation, short kickoff, got the ball back and then Gids threw that amazing ball to Darren Albert. Darren and Albert, yeah. uh and then we gave it back. It was good. It was good. Matt, so, uh, yeah, great rivalry, though, those games. Matty, that would have been late 90s, was it? Yeah, 1999. Job. Yeah, I reckon 1999, mm. aesthetically the game. Like, if you could watch any game of rugby league, I, I yeah. reckon 1999 would almost have been when the game was at its absolute peak. What, what do you reckon about that, Matty, to watch? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's interesting. It, 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 the game was probably in a sweet spot as mm. far as it had been profe- like it had gone into full time professionalism. I mean, rugby league's always been professional, but in nine, I mean, in nineteen ninety four, I was you know I was playing first grade and doing you know casual shifts on Cessnock Council holding a stop go sign, yeah. which was a little when you got a flogging uh, standing oh, on oh, Vi- Vincent day. Street. Oh, man, it was, I used to wear a balaclava. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, and uh, and so, yeah, in 95, it goes professional. And it was it was right in that sweet spot where there was no wrestling. Yeah. And I don't reckon 
not many clubs had what you'd call a full-time defensive coach. It was yeah. a little bit of that, you know, you score 20, you know, do you score 28, we'll try to score 30. There were a lot of sides like that around. And we are talking the other day, Fletch and I were having a discussion about Rugby Union. We were taking, we were on one of the Fox shows, we were taking apart um, the sporting film Invictus, which yeah. is, on, of course, the Rugby 95 World Cup. That is, for mine, the peak of Rugby Union because yeah. they're about to go professional, but you've still got a lot of the amateur ideals they're all a lot of the defenders are poor defenders, which lends itself to a a better spectacle. And you had Joan Alamu, Campo, uh, all these great South African players who came came through at that period. So yeah, it's interesting when you look at that sweet spot of all different sports. You yeah. mentioned Tony Butterfield before, Matty, mm. and just by chance, NRL.com, twenty one years ago on this day, yourself and Butsy had your last ever mm. home game for Newcastle. I mean, that must have been hard to leave. And what's Butsy doing these days? Butts has... Butts has had a little... Uh, Butts has always you know, involved with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Ooh. He's had a bit of a change um, in himself. He had a heart attack a few oh. years ago. And, you know, that tends to sort of change people, give them more of that sense of mortality and work out things that are more important. And so he's gone through a bit of that, Butts. Um, a great guy... Butsy, he was, man, he was tough. Yeah. And he was a real throwback. In like in those years, 99 and 2000, by that stage, there'd been no competitive scrums until, you know, since the late 80s. But Butsy still went by the old ethos, it was a fight for the loose head. And so in the games, you would literally hear this awful <laughs> thud. And... And you'd hear the, there'd be a young guy across uh, uh, me, the other front rower, and he'd just go to the referee and say, mate, can you, can you please tell him to stop headbutting? <laughs> mate, it was pretty amazing watching the game because I've heard a few people talk on NRL 360 and such about, you know, the game was at its retro round has been a catalyst for this kind of conversation of when was footy at its best. And you look at the the, the, the footy in the late 90s and, it's so free-flowing and there's no wrestle. Um, the ruck is yep. so much quicker, but the game's still just as tough and there's there's not as many head highs. And you look at it and you're thinking, it's not too far away. It's one and a yeah. half rule adjustments mm. away from now. And if we can quicken up the ruck and tackle like you guys used to, it's a bit safer. And then mm. we don't need to stop the play. And then maybe Tina Turner could yep. do the theme song, tonight we're going to play footy like it's 1999, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know what you think. Like, are, we like just a, are we a rule and a half away from that golden yep. time? Like, Brandon, in all honesty, are we? Yep. Brandon, it's a really good observation because when Joey rung me about that game, the other thing he said was... It he'd come to the conclusion that the, a lot of the players at the moment are complaining about the game being too fast, mm. and he said, and, and it's true because what these what the players of this era have been used to is slow rucks and lots of wrestling, mm. where suddenly the game has gone, as you said, in, in uh, um, you know, for want of a better word, it's regressed a little bit for the better back to those years. The game is so free flowing and and fast. Yeah is that players are getting blown away going, mate, this is too, just too fast, too quick. But it's what, how the game was played in the 90s. Yeah. And I think, and I reckon you're right, the more we loosen up the rucks, the more the fatigue there is, yeah. the more players get isolated, and the more they're forced to make legs tackles. Yeah. And I, at the moment, we're seeing, 
a, a lot of players being concussed. And a lot of the coaches, a lot of the rhetoric coming out of the coaches is, see, you know, um, low tackles more dangerous than high tackles. But I go back to the fact that, again, this generation of player has been taught to tackle up above the ball and, and almost hold and wrestle and dance around. And yeah. suddenly there's a change and it's got to go back to the old drop and drive. It, it's a totally different technique. Matty, is it as simple as this? Rissole the six to go, right? Rissole. Rissole the six to go. Yeah. Uh, warn the teams if they're slowing them down, penalise them, and yeah. if they carry on with it, we see off. what the sin bin does yeah. and just get yeah. them off the field. Is that all we need to do? I think, I think Joel, I, I don't mind the six again rule. I don't, I, I don't mind it. I think there needs to be a little bit of tinkering. You can get out of, like we saw in Origin, it gets out of control. Uh, I, I like the fact that it speeds up, it speeds up the ruck. Uh, gets the game moving quickly. It's really hard, like you're right, to say, all right, let's get rid of that and let's just penalise them mm. if they're landing the rucks too, uh, too much. Mate, the moment we start to do that, I'm telling you now, the coaches will start pushing to the nth degree. And mm. suddenly what we'll start talking about, boys, is people go, you know, if, if they change that rule today, next Thursday, we'll be all going, oh, mate, there were, there were 30 penalties blown last weekend. Mm. It's It's just... Um, you know, a lot of the coaches are saying, oh, mate, this is the way the game's gone. They're kidding, aren't you? Well, the reason they've had to change is the way the coaches exploit the rules. Yeah. And and a few years ago, I remember they did the big ruck crackdown and um, Todd Greenberg and, and the NRL said, mate, just penalise them. If they're, if, they're, if they're breaking the rules on the ruck, let's, let's get the game back in the hands of the referee and just penalise them. There was an uproar because, you know, there were 30 penalties being blown. And so then... Bugger me. The league come out and said, letting people know we've told the referees to put the whistles away. So then the the coach, yeah, what yeah. they're basically saying to the coaches, listen, go back to wrestling because there's not going to be as many penalties blown, which I thought at the time was just absolutely crazy. Off, off, uh, off um, uh, magic round, we've seen it start to get back to some normality as far as headshots are concerned. And what they did, they hit it with a sledgehammer during that round, and yeah. they've been smart enough to pull it back without saying anything, because people are saying, "Oh, mate, we want to hear." Surely they're going to come out and say that they're going to they're going to go backwards off the crackdown. But again, the moment you tell the coaches that, they just look for the loophole. So I like the fact sometimes, two boys. This is the other bugbear with coaches, is they get there and say, "Oh, mate, last week this is how the way this referee refereed." This week, this guy's done it completely different. I like the fact that some referees referee different to others. Mm. I don't want there to be across-the-board consistency because, once again, it shows the coaches where the line in the sand is. I remember years ago, and this is, this is a story I'm told as fact, where it was the week leading up to the grand final and the, the referee boss at the time rings one of the coaches who's in the grand final and says, listen... This laying all over the ruck and slowing things down. If it happens in the grand final, we are going to penalise you and penalise you and penalise you, to which the coach replied, are you? Are you going to ruin the grand final? Okay, go for it. Hung up. And yeah. and couldn't give a rat's because they wow. knew they wouldn't go through that yeah. a, a, and do that. That rigmarole, yeah. But is there a possibility that when we get to retro round, this is my suggestion, yeah. retro yeah. round, retro rules. Yeah. Last week. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, <laughs> yep. so like, you get the retro round and you go, you know what? We're going back yeah, to the like 99 it. game between the Dragons yeah. and the Knights. Yeah. And that's how we're blowing it. Big and let's see what happens. Like, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Thoughts? 
it's it's funny when you, you boys talk about uh, we talk about the game and everyone goes we well, you know what's better for the game, and the coaches like the clubs just honestly they, they go to their CEO meetings everyone agrees bangs the table good call turns mm. around everyone stabs each other in the back. <laughs> There's a beauty with the Super League war, where. They got there, the Super League clubs got together and said, what's really important, the coaches and the CEOs, what's really, really important here, one of the clubs stood up and said, is that we don't pinch each other's players. We need this to be a strong competition yeah. right across the board. So how's about we just basically, we have a uh, we have a truce, and during the period of the Super League, in the next two years, we don't pinch each other's players. And everyone said to, this, to Coach A, who said that, they said, that is the smartest thing that's been said so far in the founding of uh, Super League. Everyone banged the table. You beauty. The bloke walked out, called Anthony Mundell <laughs> and stole him from the club. Oh, yes. It was kind of similar to the old Trent Barrett this year, wasn't it, too, coming out of the Panthers yeah. going, oh, no, no, mate, look, I, hey, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not me. That's not Hang me on. on the phone. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, hey Matty, we've got to run, but before mm. we do so... Um, uh, manly take on Melbourne, and this is just mm. enticing stuff. Tommy Turbo. Now, if there's one bloke who can have a plan for a player, Benny Barber dominated 2012, got to the grand final, Belly yeah. Ake had a plan. Mm. 2009, Hayne dominated, got to the grand final, Belly Ake had a plan. How does this play out Saturday night? Uh, the, the, what they'll do, they'll what Warren Ryan used to say, is like a Constantina in defence. You hold your defensive line, and the more, the more that Tommy... Goes towards the defence line, the more you squeeze in. That's mm. it. I mean, for, what they do is, with, with Tom Trevojevic, the greater evil is standing aground and Isn't defending it? the outside. That's what the Sharks did. They did. They, they stood did. around they going, what's he going to do? Mate, we, we used to have a thing when uh, we played Brett Kamali. When, when Melbourne played the really flat attack, and Noddy was going right to the line and sort of dummying going through all the time, and we right. just come up with a defensive idea that the moment that Noddy would take three steps, the third step towards the line, I would yell out, kill, and yep. we'd just go outside in. Wow. Yeah. It was like the kill switch. And yeah, that's if Tom, if you defend against Tom, you just say the moment he takes two steps over the advantage line, boys, we've just got to squeeze in, outside in. What about a designated turbo diffuser? That like, is a good, like good idea. You know in those those jet planes and when the pigeons get caught in the propellers and yeah, the plane the goes pigeon? down, like, who's the pigeon who's going to run into the propellers of the turbo? <laughs> Wouldn't you just, like, Wade Graham did it with the storm. You know, he'd, yes. go, he'd just, like, run at Cronk no matter where he was and try, try to murder him. And, like, where's a guy? Wouldn't you just go, yeah. hey, Billy, and just drag him out from the basement and go, you know, don't get sent off, but you're just chasing Tom around. Do you remember the ice hockey had the goon? That's right. Yeah. The goon. Yeah. That was just on the field to beat up to beat up the, the, the other star pay. So they knew he had a goon. So it was basically an unwritten law that everyone can carry a goon in the side and yeah. the goon would beat up the goon. Yeah, his name's Igor and he, and he lives under his parents' house and you just drag him out. Yeah. Oh, that's bad boy Bubby. Yes. Oh, <laughs> hey, Matty, what a fly. What's on tomorrow? Morning glory. Oh, you caught me off guard. Got Joey in. Yep. Uh, yeah. Got Joey, album of the week, uh, the Amy uh, Winehouse, uh, first time back to black. The movie is, oh, I don't even know what the movie they, They've dug up some John Candy film, which is horrible. Uh, but, mate, we'll just take apart the weekend, talk about the Olympics, all happening, boys. You, you know, this week, 40 years ago, MTV launched their first ever video. Oh, yeah. What was it? It was the Buggles. Video killed the radio oh, yeah. star. Really? This yeah. week. Wow. We don't watch them anymore, do we? The... Uh, 
No, because you used to get as excited about the video as you did the song. You did. You? Oh, you couldn't yeah. wait to see what it was. Mate, it was almost. Rage. It was Pavlov's dogs. Every time I saw a video clip on a Saturday morning, I felt hungover. Yeah. That was rage. <laughs> yes. Which was which. Oh, yes. I, I know that so well. Hey, Matty, have a good show tomorrow, mate. We look forward to it. Good on you, Joel. Good on you, Brendan. Ciao, Matty. Ciao. There's oh, Matty wow. Johns on drive with Joel and Fletch. The Toyota Good for Footy raffle is helping football clubs to raise much-needed funds. Tickets are just $5 through your local club's Good for Footy raffle page. Visit toyotagoodforfooty.raffletix.com.au. Now that's good for footy. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.